that's one of the things about religion that we have to remember when we're talking about that makes it such a, a hot topic issue is because we're talking about law. Who gets to be God? Who gets to be God's deputies? Who is the most high? Who is the divine authority? It's all about the claim to the most high. The only way that somebody can be higher than us is if we give away our power. Because there's nobody, we're all equal. But we're not equal in our knowledge, so ultimately, I think it does have to be a hierarchy, but it has to be a cooperative hierarchy, like a bee colony. We have to, it's about what our value system is, what we care about. Hello, Hive Mind. Today is January 26th, 2021. I am your host, Nate Cap, joined by co-host Brandon Martin. Welcome to the 36th Cubbyhole Podcast, where important topics are unveiled, discussed, and tested. Our website is cubbyhole.com. That's C-U-B-B-Y-W-H-O-L-E.com. All right. So it has been a couple months since the last show, and I hope everyone is doing all right, all things considered. And we hope at this point you're all caught up on these episodes. And if not, just make sure to listen to these shows in order uh, from the beginning till now. Uh, for the maximum value. It's very important. On today's show, Brandon and I will hopefully get to and cover sovereignty and courage. But first, Brandon is going to give us an update about the Seed for Growth Conference coming up this May. And also, I'll be giving a quick uh, website function review as well as updates on where the Cubbyhole Show is expanding to. It's a lot of important updates, so make sure to uh, take note because there will definitely be some beneficial knowledge in there for sure for how how everything operates. Brandon, how you doing, man? Thanks for being on the show. I am doing great, Nate. Thank you for having me on the show. Awesome. It's going to be a really exciting jam-packed start to the year, so uh, we've got a lot of really important content to cover, and... um, it's going to only get deeper in this cubby hole for sure. So Brandon, um, what, what, uh, what can we expect for, or what's new with the seed conference? What, what can we expect, uh, to, uh, see on down the road in May? Well, the first thing I like to say, it's very exciting and glorious to be back on the show with you. I have been looking forward to getting more content out there. I feel like we really did a great job at uh, at promoting and producing a lot of content, quality content, uh, the few months before we took our little hiatus. And you know, and I wish the best for everybody in these times because they are very troubling times for liberty and for freedom at this point. So I just want everybody to know that we are here with you. We stand beside you and, you know, don't ever give up because this is what we're living with right now. We are here together 
and you're not alone and our voices coming together like this do make a difference. You speak the truth into existence. You speak reality into existence. And that's what we're trying to do here with a lot of this information. As far as the cub or as far as the seed conference, uh, the seed conference is all going uh, to plan and everybody can look for the information for the seed conference. Uh, you can get the tickets at the Eventbrite Seed Conference page. So you just go to your search browser and type in Eventbrite uh, and then put Seed 4 behind that. And you should come up with the search results for the Seed 4 Conference. I did it earlier today to confirm that and they came directly up. You can also find information on Facebook about the Seed 4 Conference. Uh, do the same thing, just go in and type in Seed 4 um, and you should be able to find our page or our event page. Um, we do have top caliber speakers coming from all over the place to, you know, bring this message of truth out there uh, to get it into the ears of the people who do not know this information, who do not understand the principles of natural law. So we have people like yourself, Nate uh, Cap, we have uh, Douglas Martin speaking, myself speaking, we have Dylan McCormick speaking, we have Nathan Redette speaking, we also have the one and only Mark Passio speaking, and possibly many more. So I really look forward to having people come and bringing like-minded individuals together and those who are not like-minded because, like I said, this is for the people who do not have this information. I want to see the conference with more people that don't have this information than, than do, you know? Right. And I know that might sound a little strange because we're trying to bring people that we want to be around, um, you know, to together obviously people who do have that and we do want that we want we want a good selection of both but definitely more that don't because i'm trying to get in the faces of people who do not have that information so again you can go to the event bright for the tickets the tickets are 85 dollars a piece and um, which has been the standard ticket price the entire time and you can go directly to the facebook and find um, the event page and there's also a ticket link uh, you know, link there that you can find to take you to Eventbrite. And you can also go to the uh, donations part of the Cubbyhole website to help fund the seed conference. So make sure to do that if you plan on attending or, you know, if you just want to help out uh, with the website. So um, thanks for that update, Brandon. And, you know, it's, it's true. It's like, you know, we're, we're really uh, sinking here as a as a species um all over the world and uh but but you know there's there's hope and you know this is what this is about you know this conference is all about you know the hope of you know bringing humanity back into a, a sovereign world where you know we uh have no slavery that's that's our that's our goal here uh and it, even if it takes many lifetimes we're gonna keep doing this and we're, we're never gonna stop that's right i mean as the uh the grip 
of the tyrants reach down the iron grip that they have over the throats of humanity right now. To, and that's a great metaphor for censoring ourselves as well, because as we get choked out, we cannot speak anymore. Um, the thing is, we have more resistance back and, you know, we we don't want to take it into violent resistance where we end up back where we are, but we do want to understand the principle of self-defense, which we explained many times before. Um, so I think hope is something that you have uh, brought up there, and that's very important for us to really understand that, you know, it may seem like it's the darkest times, but the light shines the brightest in a completely dark room, you know, when the light is turned on, it ends up being the brightest thing that you can see. So yeah, we stand out, right? Right, right. And, you know, uh, like you just said of, of uh, self-defense, I just really want to emphasize something is like, you know, these people who are going out of their way to expose what's going on in the world to, you know, try to, you know, people who get called conspiracy theorists or, you know, people like us that are just trying to expose these methodologies and expose the control system of the world. It's a form of self-defense. That's what this is. We're defending truth. We're defending ourselves. We're defending what, uh, what is, what's, what's so special. You know, we are, we're not, um, you know, we're not just like coming out and saying these things just to get a rise out of people or try to be popular. It's because it's, we realize that there's something really wrong here. People realize that there's something really wrong here. They're trying their hardest to reach uh, those who don't want to listen. Why? Because it's a form of self-defense. Whether they know that or not, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, that really needs to be deeply understood. And, you know, self-defense goes a long way. And we're going to continue to get into that uh, more and more as these shows go. I'm very happy that you said that. That is a very important part of self-defense that people do need to understand which is, you know, there is many levels to it. And like you said, what we're doing here is the real self-defense. You know, we're defending ourselves with the truth itself. And we need to do more of that. We need more people speaking up in right. this way. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. We need more people to speak up, especially right now. Because... It, I mean, it, it, like we are being suffocated. We are, our mouths are being covered. Our, um, you know, we are being censored on every level imaginable. And if we don't speak up now, we just don't get another chance. Uh, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah, we really do have our mouths covered with all the baby diapers on, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, the face diapers. That's right. Um, <laughs> Oh man. But um yeah, I I'm going to I'm going to switch gears here and uh I want to say that um a few of the new um well it's a few website function updates I'd like to go over uh is no matter where you're listening to this show from, if you go to cubbyhole.com, then go to the podcast part and uh, then under each audio bar, you'll see a download now button. Once you click on that, 
you'll be able to uh, be taken to a new window with a with an audio bar. And, and if you're on your computer, you can right click on that audio bar and it should give you the option to save the audio to your computer. And um, this won't work on your phone and I'm almost sure you can only save it to your computer. So I just wanted to let you guys know, uh, just in case you'd like to have any of those audio files, you know, uh, because you know you never know i mean uh, they could just turn everything off and you you'll never have this information ever again i don't i don't know I, i'm just i think it's just really important that we're downloading as much information as possible to our external hard drives just in case the internet gets turned off so i mean very important to to understand how that function works we're gonna say something brandon uh, yeah, absolutely, Nate. Um, I want to put a little emphasis on the downloading of content. I think it's one of the most crucial things for us to do now. Even though that the internet is so widespread now, it's harder for me to personally find information of quality because of the censorship that's going on. And most of the quality information that I have is stuff that I've saved on my external hard drives. Um, and that's something very important for people to invest in is some external hard drives to download this content on and keep it, you know, disconnected from the Internet. So it doesn't get it's it's less likely to be corrupted in some way. Um, so, yes, I think that is very important for us to make sure that if you find value, not only in this work, but in anybody's work, find a way to download that and save that information. Now, I've been looking around on your normal, you know, Google searches and, and things like YouTube and stuff like that to find good information. And it's so difficult to find it now. It is very scarce. Uh, unless you're directly subscribed to channels, obviously, that you can keep up with. But even that is becoming more scarce because they're being banned and attacked left and right. Um, so, yes, make sure to download the information that you feel is quality. If for anything, make sure to download it for your children. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, you know, for posterity. It's you um, downloading this information is what's going to keep this information alive and uh you know to to keep growing off of it and spreading this uh one of the things i was going to say is there's a uh, website video converter that i'm using currently that works really well i'm going to share it on the website and it's uh www.freemake.com uh and this is a this is a place where you can go like take the uh, video or audio file from, you know, a place like YouTube and you can go convert it into an MP3 or MP4 or, you know, uh, 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 whatever file you'd like to make it into. Uh, you can do that there and uh, it's, it's free. So um, and it works and it's, you know, it's a really good way to just. Uh, take information off the uh, internet and put it into your own uh, storage. So that's really important to know how to do that. So the uh, the second thing I'd like to announce is, uh, if, again, if you go to cubbyhole.com under podcast, you'll also see that there's many new slides that I've been working on for uh, the past 
uh, shows. Um, that's something I've kind of been doing past couple months that we've been taking this hiatus. And uh, I believe it's really important to help the listener who does better with visuals. And I'm a visual learner, so I understand. And it, it makes commu- communicating uh, these ideas a lot easier and efficient. So make sure to check those out. I put a lot of work into those, and they're they're really uh, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked with them. So also please feel free to share the slides and or use them with your work. You know, we don't mind because we don't own this information as does anyone else. If you see uh, cubbyhole.com on any of the slides, it's because we want people to get full context of the information by coming to the website to learn more. You know, it's just really important to, uh, you know, get the, get the full veracity of the information. It's so, so vital. And, uh, I'm still working on, the bugs with the site. So if there's issues with the slides, I apologize in advance. You know, like I've said on the past shows, it's it's not my forte, uh, you know, working with with websites. But you know, I'm learning. And uh, if anything, you can right click on the image and save it to uh, your computer. You know, um, you know, there's no issue with that. And uh, I know much of the problem is the the browser not being updated, so make sure your browser is updated and uh, check if that's the issue. And definitely check out the uh, slides for this show if you want to get a better picture of what we're talking about today. Um, other great news that uh, I'd like to share, the Cubbyhole podcast is expanding to other platforms, including the censorship overlord YouTube, (laughs) um, you know, you know, the thing is, is like, you know, we might as well use it while we still can, you know, you you can still reach a lot of people through there. And I think it's really important that we're, uh, you know, just expanding everywhere. It doesn't matter if there's censorship, just get it out there because maybe we'll seep through the cracks and, uh, you know, it's, it's worth it. So, uh, thank you to Brandon for uploading those videos or those, those, um, uh, audio files there for people. Also, if you're on Instagram and want to follow Cubbyhole, for updates on uh, shows and slide slide shares, make sure to click and follow and stay up to date there. So that's just a, a a way you know because I know a lot of people are on Instagram. I think it's a good place for you to um, you know always be reminded that you know there's going to be a show every week or you know where whenever we say there's going to be a show. So Cubbyhole will also be expanded into the platform called Minds and possibly Telegram, MeWe, and BitChute. You said you're you're going to be working on that, right, Brandon? Yeah, I already have the page for BitChute uh, set up, and there is one video um, up there already. Uh, so yes, we are on BitChute, and looking forward to getting on minds and library those i think those are both wonderful platforms to be on yeah man i really appreciate you doing that 
um, you know, we got to branch out as much as possible because, um, you know, we don't know, uh, like, like we were talking about with the censorship, we have no idea when these, uh, when we're going to be deplatformed or, um, when censorship is going to take a, a full, uh, full on, um, you know, just veil over everything. Um, one, one of the, uh, platforms we're really excited about is, um, we've been given the opportunity to put our information and shows up on the new one great work network platform. So thanks to Mark Passio and the, the whole crew at what on earth is happening.com. I really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. It's a, it's a really great opportunity for many like minds, many awesome teachers of natural law. So make sure to keep your eyes out for that. Okay. So before we go any further, I just wanted to do a quick review of many of the topics covered on this show. And Brandon will also give a short review of the methods of manipulation. So we're, so we're all, you know, reminded and caught up and also what to expect for future shows on this topic. So, you know, we started this out last year, the Cubbyhole podcast, and uh, we started with covering the meaning of Cubbyhole, the seed conference, the seed four conference, the significance and spiritual essence of the seed. Then we taught the scientific truth discovery methods, which are the trivium and quadrivium, both meant to help us come closer to actual truth. We covered consciousness and cymatics, um, the uh, governing dynamic of sound, um, the right to self-defense, problem solving, uh, esoteric relationship. Sorry, the cymatics was the uh, governing dynamic of form. Sorry. Um, esoteric relationships, uh, reaching children with natural law through art books. Uh, my mother actually came on the show and, uh, talked about her book, give to nature and nature will give to you Uh, really, really awesome book. And then, uh, anthropology, symbolism, the ancient Egyptian mythos, totemic sociology, uh, secret societies. We broke down much of natural law moral relativism, force versus violence, worldview schisms, and how the brain operates and manifests imbalances in the world, which is why we have war constantly. We initiated the pillars of enlightenment, the seven hermetic principles, including the eighth encompassing lost principle of care, which all govern natural law. Um, Then on to natural law expressions, religion, the occult, mind control, magic and sorcery, the breakdown of conspiracy. Also, we covered the control structure that runs much of the world, the lesser mysteries, origins of cults, pyramid builders, buzzwords, imagination, and much, 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 much more, uh, including uh, what Brandon is going to cover right now as far as the methods of manipulation. So if you want to just like give us a little overview of uh, all the methods leading up to um, religion, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Nate, and uh, just listening to that list, I can tell we've done a lot 
uh, of work here. Give me one yes. second here. Yeah, we we definitely have. We have covered so much, and it's and it's just funny because like I'm looking at that list. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. But um, I I feel that you know we have you know at least you know three or four times more content than that that we're going to cover. So it's going to be a uh, one hell of an adventure. Yes, sir. I think we've done a wonderful job on everything so far as well. Very quality. Um, but getting into uh, the methods of manipulation, um, we started off with obfuscation. We worked our way through obfuscation into worldview poisoning. Then we worked up into primal fears. What are the four basic primal fears? And then we worked into divide and conquer. And we talked about the Hegelian dialectic quite a bit when it comes to this. We worked up into indoctrination and the modern education or the institutionalized schooling system that is really indoctrination or brainwashing. We worked into controlled op opposition. Um, we talked a lot about the political parties in this. We talked a lot about the Hegelian dialectic in this one as well. And we worked into the financial system. We talked about the Federal Reserve. We talked about fiat currency. We talked about maritime, uh, yeah, maritime admiralty law. Um, we worked into control of the mass media, which, you know, we've kind of been talking about a little bit uh, today when it comes to censorship. Um, because those do go hand in hand with how people only get their information from the mass media and they see that as the you know the the one place to get any type of truth you know that's the only place you can get the truth from which is ridiculous um, but we worked into food and medicine the importance of food and medicine and how we're being manipulated through what we're putting in our body uh, through pharmaceutical warfare and through things like GMOs. We worked into the illusion of time, and that was a big one when we talked about that. We also worked into the DHR factor, which was denial, harassment, and ridicule. And this is a big thing that we, uh, you know, get in response to when we're speaking the truth, you know, how people respond to what we're saying uh about you know the current situation politically or geopolitically or just socially or the condition of humanity being in slavery uh how people are in denial about it how they harass you about it um and or or how they uh, ridicule about that they ridicule you and the information uh because you said that um then we have worked into this is the final one that we have uh, left off of left off on, I mean, uh, which is religion. And, you know, religion, we broke down the etymology of religion, which means binding or to thwart from forward progress. And we talked a lot about astrotheology. And that was the last solo episode that I did was covering the solar cult doctrine of astrotheology. And I even spoke about a little bit about the timeline that correlates to some of Doug's work uh, when it comes to anthropology and the hero cults uh, being the three basic ones, the, the lunar, the stellar, and the solar cults. So 
from that, we will be talking about subversive symbolism and then moving into chaos sorcery. And that would cover all the methods of manipulation uh, that I have listed here. Um, so, yes, I think, you know, that's done a great, great overview of tactics of, you know, control that the society and these elite scumbags wield over our minds constantly. Yeah, man. Very well said. I, I wanted to say, um, is that, are we listening to Hermes in the background? Is that him? Oh, can you, he- can you hear him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's he's right. crying. <laughs> yeah. He wants his daddy. Yeah. He's a, he's a needy boy sometimes. Give me a yeah, second. I'll see. If I, I miss that dog, him. man. I, I have such a awesome connection with him and I haven't seen him in years. It feels like, um, I live too far away. <clears throat> but um yeah, I was just going to say that you know, um you did a fantastic job with all the methods of manipulation and uh, I really appreciate you putting in the time to do that and, and I I you know, I think you know, there there's not enough that could be said, but man, I really feel like you did a fantastic job. And, um, it's something that, you know, too many people don't know and don't understand. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do here is help people understand these things, you know? Well, absolutely. Uh, I think it's very important that we take our knowledge into our own hands, our own education, because we have been, you know, indoctrinated with so many lies from our culture and from our parents and from our you know, so-called superior people who are supposed to be educated individuals who really have no true education themselves and have not done one iota of work into understanding themselves or the way that this realm works or the way that this world works. Absolutely. You know, uh, religion is extremely important to understand you know, if, if we if we say we're truly open or science minded and and or, you know, we we just want to be free, then we need to learn how religion is holding us back from these things. We have to when it comes to religion, I think it's very important for us to distinguish institutionalized religion from, you know, maybe some of the more ancient totemic religions of the stellar cult. And I think it's very crucial for us to understand to not throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to religion. Um, Now, you're going to hear a lot on this show about how religion is one of the source problems, and that's because we're talking about dogma, specifically dogmatic religious belief systems that, you know, like Nate said, thwarts us from forward progress. Um, There is a core to religion that is truth. And there is a core to religion that has to do with natural law and morality. And we can find this across the entire world. But I think that we do have to distinguish one from the other when it comes to that. We're talking about dogmatic religious belief systems compared to, you know, an actual pure knowledge or gnosis of the natural laws. And some 
could call that a religion and and etymologically we could look at that as a tying back to the truth you know um, we could look at that as something that is binding us to something that is going to progress the society that's going to push us forward or thwart our forward progress into slavery you know we need something that's going to prevent us from moving into slavery right so we could use that in that context where you know thwarting from forward progress well what do you mean by progress you mean progress in the more authoritarianism and tyranny and dictatorship um you know, communism, fascism, socialism, Marxism, any of these things, you know, uh, Marx or capitalism, any of these ideas of authoritarianism. Well, yeah, we need something to hold our anchor firm. You know, I look at it as a as an anchor in a way where it holds us steady where we need to be in place, steadfast, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to be able to accept that you know we might just be part of a religion or many religions you know this is something that i you know um got into with the maze cube and you know we have to recognize our religious behavior what's what's binding us something that's binding us something that's binding us that's not natural law right so you know something that i that we feel needs to be expressed much further is a natural law expression which is internal you know that this is what's going to um you know help us really understand this and it's discovered when we seek knowledge when we seek and accept truth and when we process that knowledge and come to an understanding we then recognize we are sovereign beings in reality without the authority of man. And we really can't truly know and understand this unless we get out of our religious dogmatic beliefs, like Brandon's saying, you know. So if, if you um, go to the uh, Cubbyhole website, click on the sovereignty slides for this part, uh, show number 36, you'll see what what we're going to be talking about here and we we are all naturally and inherently sovereign beings and that's the truth in nature a hundred percent we're all individually fixed in nature as sovereign beings and i know it doesn't seem that way but it's true you know the ruling class of the world has really really done a great job at making most of us believe the contrary which is why we're in such a poor state right now but like i said the truth remains we're inherently sovereign and you know just looking at uh the the word uh sovereign sovereignty is the internal uh positive expression of natural law so to be a sovereign is to be a monarch which means the ruler who only rules the kingdom of self. And monarch is actually from the Greek monarchia, which means the ruling of one. So not a ruler over others, not being, you know, ruled by others. Um, Sovereignty 
is a state in which one controls only one's own thoughts, one's emotions, and one's actions. And doing this by bringing them into alignment and not in uh, non-contradiction, which accomplishes mastery of one's own consciousness. Being unified and not living dualistically. That's the goal. It's about having control. It's about having mastery. It's about having ownership of the self and recognizing we're not here to be ruled. We're not here to be owned. You know, we're not here uh, to be a slave by someone else. So to be sovereign, which we are, which we're all individually sovereign, means we're not a slave. Absolutely. You said everything that I was going to say. Um, you know, sovereignty is something that we need to really fully understand. When most people hear the word sovereignty, they think back to old monarch kings where they're the one ruler over their their peasants, you know. But when you break down the word like you, you said, uh, you know, it comes from Latin, um, which is super, super, which means above. And then the Latin noun regulum, which means rulership or control. And it means that you are above the rulership or control of another. And that's right. why the monarchs of the past took that up as their title as a sovereign, because they were above the rulership or control over others. But everybody is that. Every single person is innately a sovereign. So sovereignty takes responsibility because it means that you have to be responsible for what you do with your body. It has you, You're responsible for what you do with your emotions and your mind. So it's about self-control self-mastery and self-ownership and like nate said it is about not being a slave because we are all we truly are all inherently free even though we're living in a condition of slavery that doesn't change that i'm a free being nate is a free being you are a free being we are all truly free beings but we are living in a condition which binds our freedom, mm -hmm. our innate freedom. Right. And that's what we're trying to change is those those coercive conditions that are brought down arbitrarily upon us by these, you know, elect individuals and truly the hidden hand that control the political narrative or the political theater of the statecraft that we see uh, rolling out in forces all around us. Right. And I, and I believe this is where most people ha have a really hard time understanding that they're not here, that, that we're not here to serve man. This is why we need to understand government is slavery. It's not order. The belief in man has, as a, a authority, keeps slavery firmly in place. You know, how can we know and understand we're sovereign beings of this planet if we still believe in the legit legitimacy of slavery, a.k.a. government, man's authority? You know, the reason most uh, people think this way is because the collective imagination has been systematically destroyed for the sake of our blind obedience. That's how uh, that's why we're so obedient. We don't have the imagination. We don't have the knowledge to understand uh, uh, that we are not here to, uh, to be slaves. We're not here to serve another man. And, um, you know, 
the teachings of natural law or universal law has been occulted for a long time and it's the goal of we know what we're doing here on cubbyhole to restore that yeah i mean true liberty is an essential property of objective morality and natural law it's an emergent property you know it's something that manifests in the condition of our society and the condition of humanity by living in alignment with objective moral principles and natural law and that's what we really need to understand that's why we focus so much on emphasizing uh natural law principles because that's the that's the starting ground um in a way for our true spiritual development if you do not understand objective morality or the science of morality then you are in no way progressing spiritually. I don't care how much knowledge you have about mystery traditions or anything when it comes to the tarot, mm-hmm. the Kabbalah, or or the conspiracies out there in the world, the you know the corruption in in whatever it might be that you're looking at. Unless you truly are progressing in your moral compass and your moral boundary conditions, then you really are not progressing spiritually. So when I always tell people this, you know, just because you understand that government is corrupt doesn't mean that you're actually being a moral person. It doesn't mean that you are spiritually enlightened. That is just the starting point. That is the first awakening of what's going on. That's when you just open your eyes and you're just now seeing everything that's going on, you know? And what we need to do is continue beyond that. There are higher levels than that. That's just walking through the front door. You know, there's still so many more rooms filled with so much more knowledge that we can discover. So this is all the basics. This is the foundation, the first principles of what we need to understand to to really work with the um, the cosmic laws, the natural laws and you know, with uh, all the secrets of the the universe, you know, all these wonderful, glorious secrets that we can discover and self-discover or rediscover so that we can really make use of everything that, you know, we've been prevented from being able to do by these tyrants. Right. Very well said. And, and you know, what is it we need in order to uh, uh, be sovereign and build a world of freedom, you know, um, you know, aside from knowing these principles, uh, aside from understanding morality. And, and what I would say is it's courage, courage to get what, what is, what is it that we want? We want freedom, right? Especially for, you know, freedom away from masters or rulers. And this is external anarchy. I'm, uh, we're, we're going to go to the, uh, we're going to go to the courage slides. So if you want to go there on cubbyhole.com at the show number 36, you know, courage, courage is, it, it is our duty. It is up to each one of us, those who are awakened to that which is most important. So awakened to truth. It is the shared responsibility of us 
to be persistent and help others by constantly speaking truth, even if it becomes really overwhelming or discouraging. And I know that feeling, and it, and it can be quite painful, but we have to be tenacious in our efforts to find ways that we can, you know, get through to people. And um, if we have the, you know, social anxiety, if we, you know, when, when we, we, we need to, we need to find ways uh, to overcome that. Many people are going to uh, become very uncomfortable with any type of information that goes against their beliefs. And as long as you know the truth, it is up to you. It's up to us, you know, those who know, to speak with courage and not be afraid of the way it makes anyone feel. And, um, you know, it's hard. It's, 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 it's not about making anyone feel comfortable. It's about making, it's really about shaking things up. You know, truth has never been something that's supposed to uh, always feel good. If anything, for the most part, truth has always been uh, pretty horrifying and very, very uncomfortable. Absolutely, Nate. I mean, in obedience is always fear, you know. There's always fear in obedience, and <clears throat> obedience has never brought us real change in the world. Right. You know, and something else I'd like to, to speak on when it comes to courage is having the self-respect, you know, having the courage to re-look into the self and see where there's conjecture or dishonesty going on in the mind, you know, the imbalance. See, look at, look at the, you know, um, where you're ignoring uh, the parts of the self, uh, that are causing the imbalance. For instance, one who's more left-brained tends to become most skeptical about everything unless, you know, government-paid scientists say otherwise. Then they, you know, magically become believers, which definitely does not make anyone science-minded. Not at all. And this, is, this tends to be more of the atheists' types which is really interesting because they're so logical, yet they uh, totally miss this. Um, or the institutionalized religionists, you know, typically the, the mostly right-brained individuals who believe they're, uh, you know, God's children that need to believe everything that God's chosen quote-unquote messengers or, you know, the priests say as what to believe, which becomes much easier than developing their own critical thinking skills. And of, uh, and of course, when it comes to government and the political left-right paradigm, the illusion, <laughs> we really are seeing, and uh, what we're really seeing is a uh, mommy and daddy abandonment issues paradigm. We see left-wing, democratic, liberal types who want government to take care of everything uh, in their whole life and nurture them all the way through their, you know, all the way till their, their death, like an archetypal mother, you know, never really growing out of the, uh, the child stage in that way. And then on the right, you see Republican conservative types who want government to keep them safe with police for their entire life you know keep them safe like an archetypal father and then 
the liber libertarian types who want mommy and daddy to be less dependent on. You know, they fear not having at least some kind of uh, parental rulership over them. And, you know, you, you might ask, like, what, what, what does this, you know, there's a lot more to it uh, that, I, that I'm not covering, but what, what does this all have to do with religion? And I'd say it has everything to do with religion. Religion is, in its uh, true etymological sense, that is. You know, these things are what's binding us, what's holding us back collectively from, you know, true freedom. And it takes lots of courage to face the truth that we individually need to do in order to strike a balance amongst, you know, within ourselves to generate true freedom outwardly, you know, to realize we're sovereign. So it's going to take courage, you know, courage to respect, to relook at ourselves and and of course to you know then align with natural law while controlling our own thoughts emotions and actions very well said i mean it is true that we are all seeking some form of of happiness and to me uh true happiness can only come from true freedom you know i believe that you know true freedom can also only come from true courage and without true courage, we will not see any of that. We have to have the courage to get out of our comfort zones. We have to have the courage to stand up and say no to what's going on. We have to have the courage to, like you said, look within ourselves. Because, yes, we can point outwardly all we want, but really when it comes back to it is we can only control ourselves, you know. And right. we have to have the courage to face that. I, there's so much we could say about courage, you know. I think people are living in this comfort, uh, passive pathology where, you know, people don't really want to... What what I mean is they always want to place blame externally on other things. And yes, it is true. There is blame to be placed externally uh, to the people who are violating right. us and holding us back. But... What we really need to do is understand that all that darkness that other people are doing, all those actions of violence are coming from the same place of darkness that resides within each and every one of us. We all have the ability to commit the most extreme atrocities in the world. And until we start to deal with that within ourselves, and we won't make a change in the external world, we won't change the actual effects that we're seeing. Even if we did remove the people who in power, eventually, since we have not dealt with the internal workings of ourselves, we're going to re-manifest those things. And we have to have the courage to face it that we are all collectively part of the problem. That what really is the problem is what's going on within ourselves and how we're not dealing with uh, the shadow self and integrating it into our own lives. Right. You know, it's, um, you know, the, the courage to, uh, you know, something we've said on earlier shows is the courage to admit the, 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 the three hardest words that we can say is I was wrong. You know, that's that's something I think a lot of people don't seem to have the courage to do. 
And uh, that's, that's a really sad thing to, to know. You know, we have to look into and respect ourselves in spite of fear. We have to speak the truth in spite of fear. And we have to defend what's right in spite of fear. We have to look in the mirror and admit we're wrong. Be courageous in spite of fear. We, we, we really, you know, like the reason that we have courage um, one of the bigger reasons we have courage when you look in the, you know, when you're, when you're using your right brain with the big world picture thinking courage is what is embedded into us to, uh, to, uh, defend the earth. <laughs> you know, the earth has given us all of this beautiful, just, uh, this life, you know, where we're thriving and enjoying the the, the the beautiful um, fruits of nature. Absolutely, I mean you you can't say it any better than that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like you know we're just we're just like taking and taking and taking, and we're not giving. And the reason we're not giving back is because we're not being courageous. Courageous is part of giving back because being courageous is about standing. Um, you know, in truth, in spite of fear, you know, and, um, you, you have to remember that, uh, the more that you are, um, standing in alignment with natural law, you're actually giving back to the earth. You know, the, the earth requires that we wake up to give back because we're we're taking in spite of fear we're taking and we're taking and we're taking and it's uh, causing so much destruction uh mentally physically spiritually it is you know the 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 courage has to be there and i can't stress that enough there's a really great quote from samuel uh, adams he says if you love wealth greater than liberty the tranquility of servitude greater than the animating contest for freedom go home from us in peace we seek not your counsel nor your arms crouch down and lick the hand that feeds you may your chains set lightly upon you and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen I, you can't say it better in any other words than that quote. That's always been one of my favorite quotes. Um, but yeah, courage is doing what is right in face of fear. And to give a little green language here that I thought of not too long ago, when it comes to the word cure, courage, let's look at it as cure rather than cur. And we can look at it as the age of the cure is courage, you know? Mm. So I know that's playing with the word a little bit, but I see it. You know, I, I find that very intriguing and interesting and definitely not a coincidence that courage is the cure, you know, that we have to have the courage to stand up for truth. So we are in the age of the cure. So are we going to be the cure? Or are we going to be the virus? You know, right. are we going to believe in man's dogmatic authority constantly and perpetually put ourselves in chains and 
and continue to put that upon our children? Or are we going to actually make a change and enlighten ourselves and start to help to shine the light across the darkness of this world? I mean, when you align your courage and you put it into action through the true will, the, the capital W will, the universe will come to assist us, you know? I mean, in my book, the highest form of self-defense is the universal self-defense, which is universal forces coming in to aid us in our endeavors, you know? Right. And I, th I think that that's something that people tend to, tend to overlook is that you know you will get aid from the universe as you persist in alignment by living in accordance with the universal laws right exactly i um i wanted to read a uh, a few more really awesome quotes actually one is another one is by samuel adams and then there's a um there's two by mark twain um, the, the first one by Samuel Adams, he says, the liberties of our country are worth defending at all hazards. That's really important to understand. It is our duty to defend them against all attacks. It will bring a mark of everlasting infamy on the present generation if we should suffer them to be wrested from us by violence without a struggle or to be cheated out of them by the artifices of designing men. And um, I really like that quote a lot. And then there's the this one by Mark Twain. He says, Courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. I love that because it's like, yeah, you definitely... Um, you know, the courage is to, you know, to resist fear, you know, in yourself, but then to master the, the self master, um, you know, what your fear is to overcome that because like we fear what we don't know. So we have to, we have to master that. And then obviously, you know, fear is part of the ego, you know, that's good. You know, like if a branch falls out of a, a tree and it's coming towards you, you're going to get out of the way. You know, like we're, we're never going to be absent uh, of fear and we have to use fear to our advantage, but we have to master it first. And I, that's why I really love that quote. Yeah, that's a powerful quote. It reminds me of Dune where they say fear is the mind killer, you mm. know, but the way that you master your fear is by, you know, mastering yourself because you can't really get rid of it. You know, you're not going to ever live without some form of fear. And that's why I said courage is right action in the face of fear, because courage doesn't mean that you're not scared. It doesn't mean that there you don't have fear in your body. You know, it means that even though you are scared, that you actually still do something rather than allowing fear, which is a contractive force uh, to to thwart your progress, you know. So fear could be looked at as a religious dogma as well, because when you live through fear, it thwarts your forward progress, uh, right. because you do not create action from that. So fear is really one of the biggest religions. Absolutely, it is. 
You know, I mean, that's the reason that we have the religion of authority, the relig religion of the belief in authority, you know, or the legitimacy of the authority. That, that's what I should say. So, yeah, I mean, you know, fear is the driver of slavery, um, you know, especially in that way. Uh, there's another really, really awesome quote by Mark Twain. Uh, he says, in religion and politics, people's beliefs and convictions are in almost every case gotten at second hand and without examination from authorities who have not themselves examined the questions at issue, but have taken them at second hand from other non-examiners whose opinions about them were not worth a brass farthing. By Mark Twain. I love that quote. It's, uh, <laughs> because it's like, yeah, it's just, you know, um, authority taking, uh, information from authorities who are all men, you know, it's not, it's like you're, you're, it's like, uh, it's like a endless cycle of men taking authority from other men rather than uh, realizing the true authority in nature. Right, right. No, I love that quote as well. <laughs> I use it quite often, actually. It's a great one. I'm glad that you brought that on for this show. Actually, uh, Doug uh, brought that to my attention, and um, he, he was wanting me to put that on the show eventually, and I thought it was uh, perfect for this show, so... Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, Mark Twain, I don't really know enough about that guy. Um, but, uh, you know, I know he's definitely, um, someone very important to, to study. Um, uh, I, I also, um, wanted to share a, uh, an allegory, um, before we get off here. Is, let me see here. <clears throat> if you're on the site and you check out the last slide, you'll see the painting of the nude lady. This is called The Truth Coming Out of the Well by Jean Leon Jerome. I think you've seen this before, Brandon. So it's like I said, it's a little allegorical story. And it goes like this. According to a 19th century legend... The truth and the lie meet one day. The lie says to the truth, It's a marvelous day today. The truth looks up to the skies and sighs, for the day was really beautiful. They spend a lot of time together, ultimately arriving beside a well. The lie tells the truth. The water is very nice. Let's take a bath together. The truth, once again suspicious, tests the water and discovers that it indeed is very nice. They undress and start bathing. Suddenly the lie comes out of the water, puts on the clothes of the truth and runs away. The furious truth comes out of the well and runs everywhere to find the lie and to get her clothes back. 
the world seeing the truth naked turns its gaze away with contempt and rage. The poor truth returns to the well and disappears forever, hiding therein its shame. Since then, the lie travels around the world dressed as the truth, satisfying the needs of society because the world, in any case, harbors no wish at all to meet the naked truth. That is just amazing. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that it's one of the coolest little, you know, short story allegories ever of, you know, what truth is and what the lie is. Yeah, that's powerful. I'm just sitting here pondering on all that. I'm going to have to read that over and over today. <laughs> yeah, um, I can send it to you, but also, you know, um, it's the, the slides up on the website. So, um, yeah, man, the, you know, like, and, and I love seeing that this is what we're going to get into on this show a lot is allegory. Uh, I know I keep saying that in the past, but, you know, there's a lot of really important information before we get to that. And I think we will definitely be getting more into that as we go into um, symbolism. So uh, was there anything you wanted to add? No, I'm uh, curious to hear your breakdown of that allegorically. I mean, obviously, it's pretty obvious in my mind what that's talking about but i definitely want to hear your point of view on that well i i wasn't going to do a breakdown of this allegory on this show but i'll i'll go ahead and give it a go i'll give it a little brief take i look at it like you know the truth is it's light and of course i'm speaking about you know and uh this image uh, I'm speaking of her light skin, you know, and she is called the truth. So it's symbolic. And when we think about light, we think of how hard it is to stare into this, you know, into the light, like the sun. It hurts our eyes, right? And, you know, it's analogous to truth. Looking into the light is analogous to truth in the sense of like, you know, if you turn off the light and you get your eyes get used to the dark and you turn the lights on really quick, it hurts your eyes, right? Well, it's the same thing, um, you know, with your one eye, your third eye. You look uh, into the truth, it can really hurt you and it can, um, you know, really make you feel pain. And the well is also feminine. It's hollow and it's like a inverted pillar. And it's also filled up with water and water is a feminine aspect. And then the lie can't be accepted by the world without a piece of truth. Um, you know, so that's why the um, lie takes the truth's clothes. And then the lie, you know, uh, because, you know, no one can accept the, a lie without some truth. And the lie can't hide forever, which is why the truth is looking for the lie. And that's what we do. We use the truth to discover where the lie is. 
And, you know, the world loves the truth clothed or covered or veiled, which is why the the people are turned away in rage to, to see the truth naked, you know, because when they see the truth naked, um, they uh, they're it makes them feel uncomfortable. And that's what the truth does. So then the truth becomes occulted or as the story goes, hidden back into the well, because that's where people want it. They don't want the truth. They want it hidden. They want it, you know, down, way down in the well, down in that water, you know, uh, uh, with, and they'd rather have the lie that is, um, clothed in truth. So that's my take. You're talking about the fair skin of the lady uh, and how it affects our eyes. It reminds me of Plato's allegory of the cave when the light, you know, when the uh, individual first reaches the light, reaches the surface and it burns his eyes and, you know, he's in a lot of pain. It reminds me of the allegory of the Matrix when Neo asks, you know, why do my eyes hurt um, when he first comes into the real world? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's very profound and I agree with you. Wells are definitely symbolic of, uh, the feminine characteristics and attributes and, um, you know, the idea of, of, you know, the embarrassment of seeing the naked truth, right? There, there's something more to that, which I find pretty profound. Um, you know, and then how the lie disguises himself as the truth. Well, we know that, you know. We know that's what we see every single day is that uh, they wrap up, you know, all the lies with the truth. Right. So it has the clothing of truth. But really what it is underneath is is a big lie, kind of like double double speak, which is what Orwell, you know, talked a lot about. And, you know, Adolf Hitler said, make the lie big and make it simple. Keep saying it and eventually they will believe it. Um so yeah, I think the that is a profound allegory and it's probably one of my favorites. I, I definitely see parallels with it in the Adam and Eve and the Apple story at a certain level too. So <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's like, you know, religion. Um religion is truth cloaked or the lie cloaked in truth. Because how how else can you sell it? How else can you sell religion to people without there being um, truth? There has to be truth. And there's a lot of truth. There's so much truth in religion, yet it is the lie. The lie is always cloaked in it somehow, some way. And, um, you know, it's funny because it's like, you know, the lie is, uh, um, you know, like you could say that the... uh, the lie is bound or binded by the clothing of the truth in some way, right? Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's just a really powerful allegory to help us, you know, really uh, get the, get the picture that, you know, we um, are constantly uh, being bombarded by these authorities who want to sell us the truth 
with these little you know hidden lies in there and we have to be the ones to discover uh, what's underneath those clothes you know underneath that truth we have to find those lies we have to weed them out and um, we have to return you know think about this like return the clothes to the truth you know because that's that's what we that's what we're trying to do is help her get her clothes back <laughs> that's great that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean i think one issue that a lot of people have is the ambiguity in a lot of these terms that we use that's why we try to clarify them i mean when we say words uh sorry i got my dog in the background he's ready to go play outside because it's a nice day <laughs> but uh the ambiguity in these words man it really confuses a lot of people because they have been irreputably irreputably destroyed by our modern culture so you know things like uh, happiness or freedom or even the word truth itself uh you know it's really hard for people to even understand that most people think that truth is subjective that it's waverable, that it's not objective and singular. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a, a big thing to be said to that allegory when it comes to that. Absolutely. And, yeah, it you know, th- that's what this whole show is about, to help weed out all the inconsistencies of what we've been uh, taught to be the subjective truth, you know, like uh, that we've been taught that there is no, like you said, there's no objective truth. And obviously we all know that, I mean, you know, most of us, especially here on this show, we definitely know that that's not true. Uh, we wouldn't have this show if it weren't true. And we are trying to make sure that we lay out all the groundwork to help the serious student figure this out and to, uh, make sure that we're very clear on what we're saying because you know the thing is is like what Doug says all the time is uh, language is a virus from outer space and we have to just like we have to be able to recognize that words are not going to be able to describe the truth the way that it needs to be described I mean we're gonna we're just doing our best to get as close to it as possible but you have to be the one, you the listener, you the student, you have to be the one who uh, transcends the dogma yourself. You have to become the authority of self and, uh, you know, uh, not always look up to someone else, uh, including us, um, th- uh, of what the truth is. You know, it's uh, you have to be honest with yourself. And we're just trying to give you, the listener, the tools we're trying to give you, you know, something that we worked really hard for to try to figure this out. And, um, you know, we're just asking for your spiritual currency, your time and attention. That's it. And, uh, you know, it's it, 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 it's a lot of work. I mean, that's what the great work is all about. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take a lot of, um, you know, facing your fears to see for yourself, to take that veil off your eyes and look right at that naked truth, you know, see the lie for what it really is. No doubt, man. No doubt. So is there anything else you wanted to add, Brandon, before we get off here? Uh, no, that's all the content I was prepped for for today. So I'm 
and you know i i think we should sum it up and call it a call it an episode well all right brandon <laughs> thanks again for being on this uh this episode is out of 10 guys hope you guys have found clarity and value in this show and you can find more shows presentations and news at cubbyhole.com also please make sure to keep your eyes out for the next couple of shows as brandon and i will go further into the methods of manipulation especially subversive symbolism and as for now a new show comes out every friday at 12 p.m pacific time so stay tuned for more i'm your host nate cap thank you for listening and remember to do no harm defend truth and keep transcending dogma.